Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. Uh, so the Warriors, they lost to the Pacers 125-119 in Indiana. They're 0-2 on this road trip, this six-game road trip. And things might be a little worse. I just finished watching the game and we don't know the extent of Steph Curry's shoulder injury. He heard it in the third quarter as the Warriors were making a pretty impressive comeback, actually. On a drive uh, by a Pacers big man, Steph swiped down on the ball and then instantly reached for his shoulder kind of like his deltoid or deltoid like bicep area no idea what it is i haven't had a chance to at this point i don't think they've even talked about it in the post game pressers i don't think those have happened yet and they'll probably do some kind of like x-ray or mri or whatever they do on those kinds of things that's bad <laughs> this is really really bad for the Warriors in general, everything that we've been talking about in the near term in terms of like, you know, getting through this road trip, three and three perhaps, could be, you know, even more in jeopardy if Steph is out. If he's out for an extended period, I mean, I don't even want to go there just yet. Uh, Steph was having an amazing game. He was the only dude that was really, really, really on from the start. And honestly, it felt like the the play-in season, the 2020-2021 season, where it was just Steph going off and saving the day and keeping the Warriors close. He played 30 minutes. He was 11 for 19, 5 for 10 from three, hit all 11 of his free throws, seven boards, seven assists, two steals, 38 points. And he looked like he was just trying to will this team back as much as he could, you know, coming off of that really, really brutal Bucks loss. You know, you thought that the Warriors would really come after this one, but they were down two starters. They were down Wiggins and, of course, Clay Thompson, who doesn't play the second night of back-to-back games. And, you know, the Warriors' starting lineup is, like, still, I think, the best lineup in the league numbers wise but when you don't have two of them then you know what are you kind of left with and Jordan Poole you expect him you need him to step it up without Clay in there and uh he had another rough game you know it was just <laughs> straight up he just did he got swatted a bunch uh I will give him credit for attacking the basket there were some some drives where I thought he should have gotten a foul call. Some of the contact was below body, you know, people pushing and stuff like that. And I think the refs missed it a lot of times because they were looking up at the shot, but you know, they just didn't get him those calls as often as I think they probably should have. And, you know, there's those uh, fun conspiracy theories that because guys like Steph and pool and Draymond, they've shown up refs in the past couple of years where, you know, you've seen the the memes of pool behind refs backs, like giving like funny looks and Steph, of course, like yelling at some refs and then Draymond, he just has history, but usually that doesn't even come into play. But for some reason with Steph and pool just don't get the calls. 
Uh, that's been following Steph for a long time. But Poole is kind of a new thing because he used to get some calls. He was like one of the few guys last year that, you know, I depended on <laughs> to get calls. But he he just looks out of sort. He was jacking up shots. He played 33 minutes, 8 for 22, only 1 for 7 from 3. And a lot of those were just like off-balanced ill-advised three-pointers he had five boards five assists but also four turnovers uh 20 points on the night and he was in foul trouble early in this one and he got his fifth foul early in the fourth quarter and to be honest i was like you know i agreed with steve Kerr, just leave him in the game it might actually be better if he fouls out he was making the same same mistakes that he did against the bucks like the same things and again like I was glad he was driving and I was glad he was trying to get foul calls, but oh man, some of those dribbles and dribble drives and shake and bakes and in and out moves where he just, the ball slips out of his hand. I mean, he, he drove past TJ McConnell on the screen once and I think it was Miles Turner he ran into. And I think on the broadcast, they said, Oh, uh, McConnell came back and, and picked his pocket. No, he didn't. <laughs> Poole just lost it. <laughs> and so uh, there, there's a bunch of those. And who knows, if he had a an even mediocre game in this one, maybe there's a different outcome. Maybe things go differently from the start. But uh, it is what it is. And uh, you just move on to the next one. A bright spot, again, as usual, Jonathan Kaminga. He didn't have the best shooting night, played 24 minutes, four for 13 from the field, eight boards, one steal, one assist, two blocks, nine points, but he played good defense. He played overall pretty good defense on Tyrese Halliburton when he was on him. There were a couple times Halliburton got to the basket on him, but overall Kaminga did pretty well. He brought energy and you know, some of those missed shots on his four for 13 were uh, he missed some layups and then he would get the rebound and tips and all that stuff. And each of those counts as a shot. So I won't put any of that on him. And to start the third quarter, the second half, Steve Kerr put Kaminga in the starting lineup instead of Kavon Looney. And that was huge. The Warriors were down, what, 20 at halftime? And uh, that basically triggered everything they came back got within three a couple times and a lot of that was Kaminga it's tough because you look at the Pacers roster and their lineups and they're a bunch of really young athletic long dudes and some of those guys especially when a guy like Wiggins is out of the game and even Clay even though he's not the most athletic obviously is a step slower a little bit with age and injury but just in terms of length so uh, putting Kaminga out there, I thought, to kind of give that energy boost. Also, that length and athleticism and just bounciness, right? Like I've talked about so many times how he's just a fast riser. And he did that a few times in this game, you know, to get the putbacks, to get the foul call. I admire the fact that this Warriors team fought hard at a certain point, right? Draymond Green, he got his sec- second technical and he got booted and he joined Steph in the locker room or something. Uh he didn't have a great night, but he was clearly frustrated. He was 0 for 3 from the field, uh, 1 for 2 from the line, only two boards, three assists, six turnovers, one point in 27 minutes. So that's not a typical Draymond Green game. And there were some calls that really got to him. You know, there was the call that was a travel on him. And, you know, technically on the replay, it was. He moved his pivot foot before he even put the ball on the ground, before he even made the move to dribble. So 
that's that. And then he fouled uh, Matherin on a three-pointer that he made. So, you know, uh, Draymond was gone after that. And then the Warriors were just left with basically their vet rest team, right? There was no Steph. There was no Draymond. There was no Clay. There was no Andrew Wiggins. And Looney didn't come back in the game. Jamichael Green, who has been kind of negative for a while, a big zero, he played better. He was four for four, hit all three of his three-pointers, which were big, 15 points, five boards. And he gave some toughness to the team. You know, he uh, kind of shouldered some people. And especially with Draymond out, I guess you kind of need that a little bit more. But, uh, you know, uh, this is something that, we all have been worrying about, right? Uh, this wasn't an injury to Steph in the sense that it was a wear and tear. He's been overplayed, anything like that. Luckily, it's not a lower leg injury, an ankle injury or anything. But again, right now, I don't know the extent of how bad it is. Obviously, regardless, they're going to play it safe and he's not, probably not going to play the next couple of games, unless it was just some random stinger that goes away really quickly. The NBA season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns. Like, will James Wiseman actually be on this Warriors team by the end of the season? I hope so. When I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. The app is super easy to use. Just pop it open and do what you got to do, and you're good to go. Download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. But on the flip side, you try to look at this as an opportunity, right? An opportunity for guys like Moses Moody, honestly, right? Like he came in five for six from the field, two for three from three, 13 points, three assists, one rebound in 23 minutes. And, you know, we've talked about how we're not exactly sure why Moody doesn't get minutes. A big part of it is some of the stuff Curtis said about, you know, moving the ball, hunting his shot too much, not being solid enough on defense. And then it's also being stuck behind Dante DiVincenzo, uh, Jonathan Kaminga, Andrew Wiggins, you know, Lamb, whoever else is in front of him on the depth chart. So it gives him a chance, you know, if Steph is out for a short stretch, I guess, and even a long stretch, it gives a chance for some of these other guys to get minutes and a chance for Moody to prove himself out there more so than he has recently. It's going to be a tough road for a while. <laughs> and if Steph happens to be out for a longer time, then then the fact that they've been hovering around 500 is going to be biting them on the butt because you know we've talked about how overall the Warriors' health has been really, really good this season. DiVincenzo out for a couple of weeks to start with a hamstring, and now Andrew Wiggins with a strain, adductor strain. Steph had been carrying this team. And now if he goes down, then whew, 
And this is why you usually hope to pack away some wins. And we were just hoping that they would start packing some away, be able to rest some of the guys. But this is just, you know, part of what it is. This is this is the the hand that you're dealt and you gotta play it. And it's an opportunity for guys to step up more. If Wiggins doesn't come back, I mean, in the next game, I'm expecting Clay to be back, of course, Poole to be in the starting lineup. And if Wiggins is sitting, I would put Kaminga in as a starter just for everything that he can do, you know, and then move Moody up perhaps, but definitely you have to lean into some of those strengths that you have now and give guys an opportunity to show what they got. They can perform. We know it, but it's going to be a huge team effort because you're not going to be relying on Steph. Hey, let's look on the bright side. Fingers crossed, knock on wood, that Steph is only out for a short time. It's not a really, really bad injury. Say he's out for like a week or the rest of his road trip or whatever. It gives the other guys who don't play as much an opportunity to really, really take ownership, feel empowered, and perform without him. So that when he comes back, they're better, even more ready. And, you know, you go from there. Whomever is available, assuming... It's not Curry and it's not Wiggins against Philly. You just, you know, you roll out there with, with who you got. You know, you still got Draymond, you still got Clay, and hopefully Poole plays better. And you have some new guys, some young guys who can hopefully contribute and start showing their worth. Maybe that's how this goes. You know, maybe it's all of a sudden like, oh, wow, Moody is ready for more minutes. Oh, wow, this is Moody's chance to get ahead of Ty Jerome, <laughs> to get ahead of Anthony Lamb and, you know, ahead of the the two-way players. You know what I mean? Maybe you get Patrick Baldwin Jr. Maybe you get him like eight minutes in one of these games and he drains like three threes. Who knows? You know, uh, definitely still going to tune in to find out. But uh, with this injury to Steph, it's like, you know, it's an opportunity definitely an opportunity for some of these new guys, some of these young guys to show what they got and show how far they've developed. So, you know, go from there. The Warriors get a day off and then they play in Philadelphia on Friday, in Toronto on Sunday, against the Knicks on Tuesday, and then Brooklyn on Wednesday, the 21st. And then they get a few days off before Memphis on Christmas day. That's going to be at Chase Center. So, I have no idea right now. I have no idea where Steph is going to land in that stretch of games. If he's going to land in there, he looked like he was in a lot of pain, but it could just be one of those things. So fingers crossed, man, fingers crossed, because uh, that definitely changes the trajectory of the season. If he's out for a while, Uh, who knows (laughs) if he's out for like a month or something, then all of a sudden the Warriors become the most dangerous uh, six seed, seventh. Eighth in NBA history, but uh, yeah, that's a tough one. That's a real tough one, and um, and hopefully he's uh, good to go relatively soon. All right, well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show, 
on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs.